Those first few years of your child's life are filled with precious moments, and every parent knows uh, that that little one is dependent on you. I mean, they're totally dependent uh, for their well-being. How do you handle the pressure of that? I remember there was a time early on when our oldest was crying, and my wife is like, well, what does he need? And I looked at her and said, I don't know. What does he need? And she said, I don't know what that cry <laughs> means. And, and you can't call somebody and ask, "What does listen, what does this cry mean? So um, I think that's a pretty natural way a lot of us parents handle some of these pressures. We, I don't know. We get kind of frozen. Well, I'm John Fuller, an imperfect parent, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads up our focus on the family parenting team. And Danny, uh, how about you and Heather? What kind of things caused you to look at each other and shrug your shoulders and say, I don't know? Yeah, those fears. It's so real as a parent to have fears that pop up. I think the, the, the most frequent one is, is the safety. The safety of our kids from the beginning, right? From, the, like you were saying, the first time you're you're at home, they're getting sick, they have a fever, you start to have anxieties around that. But then the fearfulness when they start to drive on their own, when I remember being on a trip actually at uh, the Black Canyon of the Gunnison I've here been in Colorado. There. It's beautiful. And our kids were a little younger, and there were some big cliffs there. And just seeing my kids come up to the edge, close to the edge of that, it just takes your breath away because you don't have full control over their decision-making. And there's just that, that, that sense of, I want my kids to be safe. Mm. And it's so natural for us to want that, yet is it really that we want them to be resilient and strong down the road? But there's, there's just this natural desire from us as parents to want our kids to be okay. So the fears are really centered on when they take on those big, big leaps of riding a bicycle, uh, coming into the world, uh, driving a car, going out with friends, all those moments where maybe they're late to the house, those are very natural and normal fears that we mm-hmm. get as parents. Well, let's go ahead and hear a little bit more about those fears and uh, the anxiety that accompanies being a parent and uh, the way to trust God with all of that. Uh, Focus President Jim Daly and I spoke with author and mom Courtney Ellis. Uh, here's that conversation. How do you move from that rail of fear to a better place, a better rail of trust? It's going back to that Jesus is in the boat, right? And whether I feel fear or not, whether I feel courage or not, that reminder that we are not alone, that God goes with us, behind us and before us and on every side, that we are hemmed in behind and before. I mean, the Psalms are great because the psalmist will pour out this fear And then there's often this turn of, but I will trust in your unfailing love, but God, you are with me. And so I think we are are pretty incapable of walking away from fear on our own. We can try and we can drum up kind of false bravado, but the reminder of the presence of God for me was a big, big part of walking away from fear and walking away from control. Yeah. Because our kids are still fairly young. We can fix most things with a popsicle or a Band-Aid. That gets harder as the kids get older. But again, we are stewards. Yeah. And we slowly release them more and more fully into God's care. It's so true. And if Jean were here, she would say she feels like she learned that lesson a little later than she would have liked to. The boys were late teens when she realized she really doesn't control them. Mm. I think our oldest even once said, Mom, Dad, you can't control me. I mean, you want me to do the right things, and I want to do the right things, but it's not going to be because you told me to. It's because I'm going to choose to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good wisdom from a kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, right then I thought, okay, he's got it. He knows if he's going to choose something 
of darkness versus the things of the Lord, right? I mean, he's got that capacity already. But it is his choice. And parents just take a little longer realizing that. And uh, it's a good lesson to learn. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I think one of the ways parents of younger children can do that is by letting our kids have some reasonably safe natural consequences. So sure. we go to the playground all the time. I live in Southern California and we're, we're very spoiled. We can do it 12 months of the year. And I try to let my kids have some physical adventures, but there's always a parent or two at the park who's that helicopter, you know, like, are you okay, are you okay, are you okay? But my kids will say, mommy, help me down. And I'll say, mommy is here, but I think you can do it. And let them stretch themselves and let them try those things in a way that is safe and in a way that they learn to have some courage. And our rule is if you can't climb up it on your own, you can't go up it. Mm. Um, because they're always, mommy, put me up there. And I say, no, no, no. You know, And then they'll stretch That's and good. they'll grow and they'll learn. And sometimes they get three steps up and realize, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then they have the option. What am I going to do next? So a little bit of natural consequence to let our kids explore, to let our kids try things Not bubble that are pack. challenging. <laughs> Yes, to not bubble wrap them, because I think if you're not able to do that with younger kids, it, it's harder when they're older. And I think that chance of rebellion tends to be higher because they've never been able to have any. Yeah, you're actually developing a skill set. Yes. That's the key. And uh, parents need to realize that you want them to be responsible, even for how high they climb. Well, Danny, I loved what Courtney said there about the chances of rebellion being higher if we're overly protective and overly controlling as parents. And I totally understand what she's saying. Why? I go a little bit deeper into the the sheltering and our tendency to be overprotective, why that actually hurts our child long term. Yeah, it stunts their growth uh, and also creates extra curiosity. Like uh, for, for some of the kids that I've worked with in my practice, some of them that have been sheltered, oversheltered. Uh, protected from everything, once they hit a little bit of freedom, they don't know how to handle that. And they begin to assume that freedom means I'm more grown up. And it begins to trigger some of that immaturity inside of them. And they get sucked into some crazy things. Sometimes it's alcohol. Sometimes it's drugs, uh, as deep as that. Sometimes it's silly things that get them into trouble. But it, it's really this this fact that a curiosity is born out of that. What, am, what have I missed and what do I need to catch up on? And then you have some of the kids that were sheltered that don't know how to handle failure. They don't know how to handle uh, adversity in life. And that can also stunt their growth and in being able to press through those moments that are difficult, that have adversity to them. Mm. So there, there, there's a twofold uh, danger to oversheltering our kids. There, there's, there's a fine line there, though, John. There, there is wisdom. We have plugged in and other things that we want to have as tools for parents and plugged in as a tool where, uh, that helps a parent navigate all that seems to be coming at kids through entertainment mm-hmm. and give some good filtering uh, for that. And so as parents, we step in to help shelter a certain amount and then help them make decisions and to uh, go back and forth with decision-making, but also with facing failure, facing difficult moments. We want our kids to be safe and be okay, but that's not always the very best for them. And we see that in Scripture with how God treats us along the way. He doesn't overshelter us from everything. He says, I'll be there with you as you face difficult times, yeah. yet guard your mind and guard your heart. And he gives us some guidance as to how we should do that. Now, Danny, everything you said resonates within me, but I still go back to the opening of the show that's a lot of pressure <laughs> mm, yeah. for a parent because how do I know? 
How, how much is too much? How much is enough? There's no one answer to any of this, is there? It's a very good point, John. It, it is really, it, it requires wisdom and, and a lot of imperfection along the way. If you're going out of fear and parenting out of fear, out of preventing everything from happening to your child, then you remove the dependence on God along the process, and that's when you can gauge, maybe I've gone a little too far here. Uh, it's really knowing each of your children and, uh, and, and having relationship and guidance be something that you are pressing towards with wisdom from God. There's no perfection to this, John, and you no, hit on that. No, there's not. And uh, Courtney Ellis has captured a lot of what we just uh, talked about and what you heard in that clip. Uh, in her book, Almost Holy Mama, Life-Giving Spiritual Practices for Weary Parents. Maybe that's you. Maybe you are totally worn down by how much of a responsibility parenting is. Uh, get a copy of the book. It's really a lot of encouragement, especially for moms who have younger children. Uh, we're making that available to you today for a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Support us with a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, and uh, we'll have the link in our show notes for you to do that. And then Danny and the team have a page called The Best of Parenting Resources, and uh, they're always updating it with more and more content and articles and videos, and uh, you're going to find that to be an invaluable place uh, for you to be going to regularly. Uh, The link is in the notes to get to that parenting page. Next time, we'll hear from Courtney a little bit more about ways she's teaching her kids to recognize God as he works in their lives. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Your kids are unique, and so are you. You have your strengths as a parent and areas of growth, too. Find out what they are by taking the seven traits of effective parenting assessment from Focus on the Family. Find out how you're doing on traits like gratitude, grace, and other research-backed traits. When you're done, we'll give you a detailed PDF with several pages of content on how to use your unique strengths and how to work on your areas of growth. This simple framework shows you how to be an effective mom or dad in daily family life, a parent who recognizes your imperfections and finds ways to thrive. You'll also get access to other resources from Focus on the Family to help you keep growing into the best parent for your kids. It only takes a few minutes to boost your parenting. Take the seven traits of effective parenting assessment at parentingtraits.com. That's parentingtraits.com.